Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Dave Seeger, Charlie East and Chris Howard of Gunnerstown. And gents, it's not often that the producer walks into the studio and says, oh, it's so fit. But on this occasion, that's just what he did. Wasn't talking about me, very sadly, but Arsenal's new kit is quite something. Go yeah. on, get excited, Go Charlie. Go on, Charlie. You brought it in for us. <laughs> I thought I'd bring it in for a little review. What does 64 of your 64.95 of your English pounds get you? <laughs> Worth every penny for, my, for me, to be fair. <laughs> I really, really like it. I think... Um, I know if people get a bit excited over kits, and it's people, some people think it's very strange. Well, our producer's very excited. Yeah, right. I, I, I am too. I think it's... The whole Adidas coming back, the, the whole sort of... It's home... And so on. I think it's, I think it's cool. I really do. I like it. It's very cool. For those who haven't seen the kit online so far, someone needs to take the plunge and just describe it for us. Paint us a picture. Yeah. So what I think is good about it it's is that big. they've gone quite retro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's big. One. It's big. Yeah. They've gone. They've gone retro on it. They've gone simple and and they've gone retro on it. Nice and simple. Adidas have clearly got their fingers on the pulse when it comes to it's the. It's hard to do research with Arsenal fans or social exactly. media. Exactly. <laughs> It's not like we don't let our uh, feelings known on social media or anything. Yeah. But I, think, I think they've got the colour right. And, and, and well, that's red. A real, no, but, <laughs> no, there's a type of red. And that, that, that is the colour red that really sort of stands out. I think it's not with the collar, the detail on the collar. White Adidas badge. White white Adidas sleeves yep. as subtle, well. Subtle but blue also, piping on neck and end of sleeve. I think that's Quah. a good one because that's the, was it the 91-92 shirt that had that on? The 92 shirt. It's very similar and to that with the little AFC. And a little embroidered now yeah. on the socks. Same embroidery. Have you got the socks? No, Have I have you got not the full got the kit, socks. Charlie? No, I haven't. Are you going to go and walk around Southern? This <laughs> 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 is a stupid thing. He says he never ever wore one to a game, ever. I don't really? Know. No, so wait, are you going to wear, wear it? He's so rich, he just bought this just to show you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. 65 quid well spent. Oh, or he's going to go back into the shop tomorrow and say, I'll take a refund on this. No, 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 it's served its purpose in the studio. I will keep it. I mean, I've, just bought, I've just bought a flat, so I might try and get a sign somehow and put it up in the wall. Very in, nice. In my new place. So. Very, very nice. So why would you not wear one at the game? Dave, when you go, do you wear an Arsenal shirt? Occasionally I do. I don't, I don't tend to. I think I've only bought one shirt since I was a teenager, which was the last season at Highbury shirt. But I've had a couple bought for me by family, which I wear occasionally. But I'm going to get one for the... I'm going to get that shirt for the new season. Because it's it. so nice. No, I'm going to have it for my son with Sieg's 11 on the back. Oh, so. very nice. I don't want to sound all like middle class or anything, but I find well, it a bit weird. you do every week, so why? Yeah, <laughs> two fingers up to you. Um, but... I don't walk down. The, I don't like just randomly get up in the morning and think I'm going to put an Arsenal shirt on unless well, I'm going to the game. So that's the only time where I might wear it, or if I'm going football, if I'm playing football. You, but that's you, the only time. What's you the shirt just you've been up. wearing for years? You've stopped that's wearing the JVC recently. one. The JVC yeah, shirt. Yeah, that was really. the retro one. Which, well, the Adidas one, <clears> which didn't have the Adidas on. That'd be interesting if they bring back the old Adidas kits and put the actual Adidas. Logo on it. I mean, the sort time. of flower. Well, they will in the shop next year. They're not going to miss a trick so. there. They're going to get yeah. some of the retro because they haven't been able to do retro Adidas while they've been with Puma, have they? And I think this is an important point, actually. They are clearly on the money when it comes to Adidas. Of They know what they're doing here. Their marketing is top draw. You know, you had the video which stirred up the emotion, oh, the, video the was... history, the legacy of the club. And this is 
this kind of embodies it because it is they've gone traditional they've not tried to be fancy let's not have some no. random wacky patterns on it let's keep it nice and simple let's 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 resonate with the the older fans as well as the younger fans the younger fans are just going to buy a kit but the older fans the guys in their 30s 40s and 50s and 60s they're going to look at that and say oh it's just like the 91 or it's just going it's going to excite people and all the videos on the on the websites today i know they have the original the main video we spoke about uh, that we're going to talk about in a bit but there was another video they've been putting all day of famous goals and that's kits like Lindigan one mm. alan smith michael thomas mm. or ian wright doing little dinks and their goals that in the history of this football club, and the more you think about it, they're all Adidas kits. A lot of them are Adidas kits. And yeah. On that, to be fair, there was a great period of Nike as well, but Adidas is Adidas, isn't Nike it? Nike was good. Nike yeah. was good. And let's get something like that. When we first had Nike, I remember that first kit we had, a Burkham and Platt we signed that summer. Yeah. And then kit with the, with the zigzag, it, it was a lovely yeah. kit. The lightning sort of flash. And I just yeah. look at Puma now, and I look at the, the kits that Man City have brought out. They're terrible. Oh, yeah. They are terrible. I don't know what they're trying to do. So before we talk about the video, which was brilliant, let's have a look back on the time with Puma. What did you guys fail. think of the shirt? Hashtag fail. <laughs> That's um, it. Oh, was some, I like the shirt that Ramsey scored the FA Cup final winner in. I thought that was yeah. the best of the home. Yeah. yeah. yeah and my favourite away one was a bit of a strike. I like the black and pink. Oh, no. I like the black and pink. I like it. I don't know why. Arsenal is yellow and blue. It is, and it is it. yellow and blue. It's just, the rest is just mental. But they also say that yellow and blue are our least sold kits. That's what really? I don't, I don't, that, around the world, mm. they say that's why they don't go yellow and blue. Well, Mark do you it, think man. that the Arsenal fans who aren't like you guys, they're not match-going fans, they're not people who've been involved with the club since they were kids, do you think they understand the significance of yellow and blue? Or do they just go, well, but, it's Arsenal, Well, it's they red. sing, she wore a yellow ribbon in the stadium but, still. So yeah, sure in the they stadium do. they do. But do you think that the guys in different countries but know all that? this is another good thing about the, the, the bringing it back to the traditions of the club. Let's face it, we've got an owner who is pushing us so far away from what it feels like Arsenal have old is let's get something that we can latch onto as fans that talks about the history and the legacy of the club and that even can then as as somebody who maybe has only been supporting Arsenal five ten years and you live uh, I don't know in Asia or something like that it gives you something to be able to connect with the history of the club but also to be fair in answer to your question Johnny yes they do I think our global fans are, in some cases, more well-read about Arsenal's history than quite a lot of the English fans. To be, yeah. con- to be entirely honest with you, yeah. I've done a lot of years ago when I had my old site, 1-0 down, 2-1 up, I did this Global Gooners series where I interviewed fans all around the world. It ran for about a couple of years in close seasons, basically. And I was blown away by the knowledge, certainly in India, Kenya, Nigeria, the knowledge they have of Arsenal's history. They just, they just absorb it like a sponge. They love it. So, yeah, they really do. They'll appreciate it. They'll be loving it. Around heard, the world, I've heard a little rumour. There's um, a little special surprise in January from Adidas, a little limited edition number or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, on that, with it being a special surprise, we phrase it as it's a gift for us as fans. We're, but without meaning to be too cynical, we are also getting very, very taken in by a commercial enterprise, aren't we? Well, the timing of the video is brilliant for the club because there was a lot of discontent in the fan base and a lot of cleverly, as there is <clears throat> always. But you know, that was definitely a club leak a little bit early, wasn't it? I mean. Yeah. No question. And it was perfect. And it worked well. You had Ian Wright. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Was so cool. The reference to the, the line where it says, Legends never die. Rocky. And he looks up to Rocky Road Castle. That was brilliant. Hector Bellerin, the only one speaking in his own language. Yeah. Like a, yeah, because everyone else was dubbed over. Yeah, Do we know over. who directed it? Because it really, I mean, I who wrote it? It was brilliant. 
Yeah, it's Jeremy brilliant. Lynch, one of the F2 boys. I know really well Jeremy. I spoke about it. It was an honour for him. He said that. We said when they'd done the uh, the handshake, Ian Wright, and they decided that on the day. It wasn't mm. scripted. He'd done it on the day. And um, to be fair, they must have done well there because I've, you know, I've, I've listened to Wrighty and he he won't be a club ambassador. He won't be on the payroll mm. because he doesn't want to be constrained by, you know, saying things that the club would ask him to say. Like certain people we know, maybe on other radio stations mm. who are employed by the club, who, yeah, they're quite every popular with the fans, shall we say, from Romford, but he'll always toe the party line. Yeah. Even Perry Grove, sorry, will always toe the party line. Wrighty won't. So for Wrighty to get involved and do this for the club, it means he completely believed in every aspect. He would have seen the script and thought, I want to be involved oh, in that. that. Yeah, I, want a, I want a bit of that. Even know. little things, like when he's walking down the top of Avenue Road with the blocks of flats down him, I, I, second I see it, I know where it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you, we all in this yeah, room yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Some people ain't, ain't even going to clock that. But obviously they got everything right with it. I thought it was fantastic. Did it feel to you that it had been written, directed by Arsenal yes. fans? Yes. Or well, somebody, they've support- they've somebody they've selected very carefully. Well, they got the supporters club involved. You know, I see Pat in there having a cup of tea and yeah. put a few faces in the old Arsenal supporters club. Um, so no, it was, it, it was good. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I see it for the first time. I was like, think about it, how, how wonderful it would have been if this contract had finished last year with Puma and we could have had the yellow and blue for the anniversary of Anfield that would have been yeah, perfect would have been wouldn't it, it last year yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the, uh, the leaked the away kit has been leaked there as well yeah people, that's quite nice as very well very nice got, is yeah, it yeah. the yeah, Bruce Banana little, nah, little zigzag it's got a bigger zigzag sort of yellow with like a similar to the Bruce Banana but it's I think the Bruce Banana's a bit of a <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a it's retrospective. It's no, it's just everyone looks back and says, "Oh, we love the bruised banana." Honestly, people didn't love it at the time <laughs> in the stadium. They weren't buying it. They did. It's just one of those things that's become great it's with the passing of time. Like, much like the aforementioned Perry Groves. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, but it's one of those things that people look back through rose to Castle in it as well. Well, yeah, doesn't he, mean nothing. I mean, people see Rowe Castle in yeah, it, and yeah, yeah. it comes iconic because there's a picture of Rowe Castle like that in it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Our producer is suggesting that Arsenal should begin the Premier League with a 10-point head start <laughs> simply for the kit being so good. That well, we're starting o- every game 1-0 up now. So. <laughs> well, that obviously isn't going to happen. But as a more serious point, if the players look good, are the fans going to be more behind them? And might the performances actually improve? Yeah, for about 20 minutes at the start of the game. Let's not forget how excited everybody was that we'd got this this goalkeeper from Chelsea a few seasons ago that was going to get us 12 to 15 points a season and everyone was over the moon because all of a sudden we've we've covered off a position which was much maligned with the Almunias of this world and then all of a sudden in that first game against West Ham he has an absolute shocker and he's at fault for two of the goals. So, you know, it only, it only takes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only takes a bit of a shocker. I was going to say against Newcastle but is there only going to be anyone left at Newcastle at this rate? Well, I think... Um, <laughs> The more I think about it, I think it's great. <laughs> what a perfect opening game of the season for a really. I know I don't want to tempt fate, but I don't know who they're going to manage. discontent in the fans. They're talking about a protest first game of the season already. Yeah, and I think perfect for us to turn up. Yeah, yeah. can well, get beat one 0 <laughs> <laughs> And also, we'll all be there. We'll be looking really, really good. Yeah. Exactly. And why did ask you head to toe, <laughs> three quarter length sandals, woolly hats, I look like sandals. Tire. You'll be on fan TV next mate. <laughs> Is it something that matters to you as fans on a more fundamental level? We often see fans of all clubs reading too much into kit shoots, i.e. he's been pictured in it, he's <clears> staying. We've seen photos of Aubameyang, of Lacazette wearing these new kits. Does that nail it on that they'll be at the club next no. year? No, them pictures are taken in March, April time. I mean, or a long time ago. 
for the printers and stuff. So before the players go on holiday, a lot can change. I mean, it's coming out this week. All that Torreira stuff was a load of nonsense, which we said last week. Mm. Okay, and I think I think, and I'm, I'm happy for that. I want, I want Torreira to play again next year. Don't we want him to? But I don't believe too well, the much. Pro- in the, the, proof, the proof of that is Hazard. That, the the proof of that is that Guendouzi's in most of the pictures, and he hasn't been. He's been in France playing for the under, well, wherever the under twenty-one European Championships been. He hasn't been anywhere near Arsenal, has he? But mm. you could take the photos and then not release them if you thought a player was Ian going. Hazard was all the Chelsea promo stuff for the new kit. So you're having none of it. None of it. Yeah. None of it. No. Okay. And Idris Elba's great, and we like Ian Wright. And it doesn't Elba. mean Idris Elba's going to play for the season. <laughs> 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 No, that's yeah. a very Just good Just Canning point. Town under nines. Yeah. Yes, that's a great line, isn't it? Top scorer, mate. Canning Town <laughs> under nines. Ian Wright on a brush the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we're not looking for a top scorer, unfortunately, for Canning Town under nines or otherwise, but Arsenal <laughs> are looking for defenders. And OK, Saliba isn't under nines, but he is a youngster. Is he coming? Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Dave Seeger, Charlie East and Chris Howard of Gunners Town. We're talking transfers, we're talking defensive transfers and we'd all felt, certainly on last week's show, that Kieran Tierney was looking like a done deal. But there are whispers today in the Italian press that Napoli could be looking to hijack it. Dave, you're shaking your head, you're not worried. No, I think you're right with the first part of the sentence. Which is whispers. No, it's, or it's, virtually, it's on. virtually a done deal. Oh, really? If he doesn't have a medical this week, I'll be surprised. Okay. Do you guys agree with that? No threat from Italy at all? Ornstein doesn't put his, his neck on the block for nothing, does he? So, And he's been saying all along that you know Arsenal are pretty confident this is going to get done. And he's always very risk-averse. So it sounds to me like this is just Arsenal trying to get the best deal possible. And it does make me laugh. The, the sort of people that you <coughs> see on social media that are saying... Oh, why are we lowballing Celtic and things like that? It's like, well, what do you want them to do? Go in and say, well, what do you want? 25, 25 million. Okay, well, we'll give you 25 million. Then the Celtic say, well, everyone rejects the first offer, so we want 30 million. It's the game. But is, that, the game. is that anxiety fair enough as Arsenal fans? Because there were years of Wenger bidding 5 million under for the asking price of players like Lukaku <laughs> and then go, another 3 million, too rich for my Let's blood. Get right. Celtic, not in the Premier League. No, so I mean, I mean, Chris Sutton coming out talking utter nonsense. And Johnny Hartson, he's been next schooner as well. Pat Bonner, <laughs> Pat Bonner. I mean, I don't even know who he is. I mean, <laughs> he's a big fan of yours, by the right. way. So, Pat, if you are listening, mate, you're talking rubbish. <laughs> talking I think he about... did some songs in uh, in the eighties or something. That no, it's <laughs> it, it, talking about. Let's get something right. Selwick are a huge club. Mm. They are. I've been selling the players to a top club in the Premier League. They, they can't demand the prices they're talking about. They can't. And the people go, oh, he went for him. But it's 25 million to a team like Celtic, send a player. I think it's going to be their biggest ever sell, ever, if they get reached out for it. And that sums it up. I, mean, I, f- I think it's going to be 20 million that can plus, go to 25 million based yeah. on appearances and so forth. He's, got to, make, he's got to make 9 million performances. Yeah. <laughs> <Supposedly> <laughs> he's got to get 78,000 goals. He's going to quid every time he plays. Yeah. Didn't we say to they'd get another 5 million if we won the league or something? They laughed at it. Well, to be fair, you, we, <laughs> we laugh, said we'll give, but, He says 25 million if you take Jenko. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, to be fair, United apparently tried it on with Palace where they went, all right, we'll pay you 35 for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. But you can have another 15 when we win the Champions League and they went mm, yeah. no and we'll have another 15 when hell freezes over mm. and another 15 <laughs> yeah. just hopeless 
It's sounding positive. No, I think, yeah. I th- and I think he's a great buy for us. So you're well. pleased with him? Is everyone agreeing <laughs> that Tierney's the right man? I think so, good. Yeah. Well, but the question That's then the is, what? Well, I mean, I can't see Kalazinak and Monreal staying if we do sign him, and I think we are. So I personally think Kalazinak's the one that who would probably You're going to make money for Kalazinak, you'll yeah. probably get your 10, 15 mil for him. Yeah. Maybe. Only that? Yeah. I think more than maybe, 15, 20, surely. Maybe 20, 25. But I know what we're like at selling players. Well, that's true. We've got to get we better could take a, We could take a I think Raul's better pound, than his predecessor. We could take a £50 million footballer and somehow get, get, get him 35. The only thing is, get 35 selling Kalazanac, with him, he's, he likes changing it from a four to a f- yeah. to five. Maybe get rid of Monreal, because then you've got... Tierney can play more as a four, and Kalazanac as if... They mm. could play together. Listen to the Celtic fans, though. They seem, to, when I listen to yeah, them, he can play both. Mm. He can play, you know, wing back or forward. Yeah, like we didn't pay a penny for him, so anything no. we get, it's a bit of a bonus. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm actually, you know, I'm a child of the Championship Manager era, and <laughs> I like that kind of ability to rotate and, you know, to be able to do different things and try different things, which is what we saw from memory. If you've got Kalasinac, who's clearly better as a wing back. And then you, every time we, we change it to be a fullback, and we're all going, oh, God, he's going to get rinsed today. You've got someone like Tierney coming in. Happy days. And isn't there also an angle of Kolasinac being 26, Monreal being 33, yeah. hold on to the younger player? I, I personally, 100%. if I had to get rid of one out of two, I'd get rid of Monreal. I, I just think he was... I think he just the didn't decline play is much obvious. last year. He was injured a lot. He's old. Oh, I love. I think Moriah's one of our best servants. He really has over the but years. He does give you that flexibility of playing left centre back, and we haven't got. Yeah, a left but, foot. He, we but haven't got a left foot. He ain't good at that no more, though, Dave. He's old. We need better centre halves than that if we want to compete. We yeah. really do. We generally do. And I mean, I think Holding's not back for a while. Bellerin's not back for a while. It's gone really quiet. That video on the website. I mean, I've been trying to work, find out from people when Holding is, and it's definitely not for August. No, hundred percent not. Yeah, shouldn't, it shouldn't isn't be it much. October. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard October. October. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit earlier. Bellerin's the same. Yeah. And that's a problem position for us right back with Maitland-Niles. With um, going back to Tierney as well, Emery's supposedly come out and said he wants him for the USA tour. Get it done before then. Mm. He wants him to go away. I think we go away on the end of this week, isn't it? No, it can't be end of this week because we play Boreham Wood on Saturday, don't we? It must be be next next week. week. week, So, is it Saturday we play Boreham Wood? Yeah. Yeah, let's come around quick. Well, do you know what? You said something earlier at when we were um, in the... Uh, what do you call it out there? It's not a mixer. Green room. Green room. <laughs> it's not green. The choky. <laughs> the choky. Um, when we were in the choky zone, um, you were saying about, which is a really good point, about the fact that the transfer window is brought forward so that it's the beginning of the season yes, now. Yes, the north was so, For buying, it, okay. you still sell afterwards, can't you? Yeah, because other European clubs so keep leads open. So, so we could England, sell Kalazanek but... after, for example, yeah. but we can't okay. buy. Yeah. But then that, that that poses its own problems, because if you've then brought in your replacements and then you clearly have to sell, you can get lowballed by European clubs. Yeah, but the answer yeah. is that Same you've got to try and get your business done early, surely, going in yeah. both directions. I guess that's probably why a lot of people were a little bit concerned that we've now hit July and there hasn't been, we're not even closer. But it feels no to me has, like there's going to be a, no one has there's be a concertinaed explosion when, when of you have, When you've got European Under-21 Championship, Copper America, AFCON, you know, all these tournaments, all the agents are out there. Yeah, the agents yeah. aren't—they're all out there, and watching also, players and Dave, looking after the players. Point you it's always gonna... make about the kit—you're not going to unveil a signing before the new kit. No, but we could have made the signings and just unveiled them. I and mean, like everyone said Martinelli's already had his medical, from what I gather. So I, I assume he'll—him and Tierney, I think, should be announced this week. All being well. supposedly two this week. Yeah, 
I, Martin, think, I think they're the two. Is Martinelli going to get anywhere near the first team? Is he literally just out well, alone? He, he was, no, he's got a work permit. It was in the Brazilian uh, team of the season. Yeah. The Brazilian league he team of the like year. He scored a crazy number of goals in Brazil last year. Really? Time. So yeah. you think he could be an understudy? Maybe Nketiah goes and... Yeah, I well, he's more, of a, what, he's more of a Saha understudy. He's a left-sided striker, I think, isn't he? he I'd be lying if I knew much about him. He, he plays yeah. left in a free, I think. I mean, he's a, he's a goal-scoring wide forward. Yeah, Martinelli just sounds like a cocktail to me. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't give you any uh, insight. You probably drink martini as well, to be fair. <laughs> Going back to the middle class thing. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Shake move him. on, move on, move on. Uh, talking about Virgin Martinelli, how likely is it that he's going to walk into that first team? Is he going to be in the squad? I don't know nothing about him. I really don't. I, I'll be lying to say I'm not one of these guys going to lie to you and say, oh, yeah, I see him on YouTube. That's but you, well, you should wait. never pretend, by the way, because if I make someone up, you'll be in serious trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is his first name really Virgin? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I think we'll see him pre-season, won't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll get a look at him. Because we've got, what, like, seven, got six games. games? We've got a lot of games Most, pre-season. Luck, I think we're a bit luckier in that all our games are in America, aren't they, last time I looked? Well, we've got, we got, we got, we got four, four in America, but, and we come back and we got... Uh, we play Emirates against Cup. Emirates oh, Cup, Angers on a Wednesday night, and then Barcelona away. Yeah. Oh, is it? In the New Camp. Week four but in, a, in the ICC... They're all in America. They're all in America, whereas some of the other people are moving around different countries to yeah. play that, some of the other teams. Aren't but I know that we go, we go four in America, and then we've got one the Emirates Cup, then we've got Angers in France on a week night. Angers. 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 That has angered me. To be fair, I'm seething. I'm not saying it. I just want you to say it again. Angers and then Barcelona (laughs) Barcelona (laughs) in the new camp to be fair I once interviewed a guy who insisted on pronouncing Monaco Monaco uh, and by the end of that interview I had almost taken a screwdriver to my own eyes I was just like (laughs) and he kept saying but it is Monaco is it (laughs) I'm out my depth to be fair I have heard other people say Monaco Not me, but I have heard people say Do you know, um, so a uh, guy that I go football with, um, he insisted on calling Riziki Roski. It really no, warmed me up. Roski? And, 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 uh, Do I know him? And Podolski was Paborski for years. Paborski. Isn't Paborski a different oh, football? It's Carol, a completely Carol different football. Yeah, Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. A little flick. Anyway, on to Saliba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you say that one, Charlie? Saliba. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is going on with this lad? He's a teenager, he's a centre-half, he's highly rated. We're hearing that Saint-Étienne want a loan-back clause. Are we going to give him that? I can't see us spending that much money on the, on the, on the centre-half and then sending him back when we need one. It makes no, log- it's it no logical sense in that at all. And, and you look no. at our centre-half, Holdings, all right, so we're not around. Koscielny, is he really going to be fit or is he the man for us next season? Mavropanos... No one knows. No one knows. I reckon you could maybe see him go out and know, maybe. Mm. Oh, that just leaves a Socrates and the guy we all want out. Yeah. If everyone's fit, I don't have a problem with a back four that has Socrates and Holding. I mean, that, that well, Holding played 10 games in the Premier League last year. We lost. We didn't lose any of them. How you know, good do just, you think he is, Dave? Because well, I know you're well, a big fan. A lot of Arsenal fans were calling for him to be in the England setup when he was having that run. And don't get me wrong, at the beginning of the season, I don't think any of us thought he was going to be our starting centre-back. But once he played his way into the team, he looked like he'd earned his place, I thought. And, 100%. And so... Because he had a run last year, got he, fit, he looked good, he, didn't he? It took him a while, but once he... And he did look good. But as you say, to be playing <laughs> twice a week, Premier League and Europa, he's definitely not going to be able to do that. No. So we do need Koscielny. We do need one more. We need he, one more, definitely. Absolutely. Unless he, he trusts Mavropanos. He's going to get games. If it comes to us, he's definitely going to play. Well, if, if you read all the French journalists, people who 
they think he's the next Varenne. Yeah, well, they, think they think he's brilliant, don't they? They really, yeah, they really rate him. Well, and if you think, if you hear about the stories about Emery, you know, thinking I've had enough of Mustafi, you're you're done, son. Then that's just one less person in his way. Isn't it? I think the Mustafi thing. I think if we can even get him away, <laughs> on you Johnny. <laughs> you hate him away. so I hate much. Him. Um, if we can get just out of the setup, get him off the wage bill just for a year. Let Fenerbahce have him. Send him as far away as possible. I didn't understand well, that. We, we, know, a week. we know that answer. That's that's Baku. Yeah, well, far away as possible. Could well, have left I didn't him understand there. the thing today where they were saying a two-year loan because that would take him to the end of his contract, and then we can't sell him. That doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't think we had to sell him anyway. What are you going to get for him? Well, if he has two good years in Fenerbahce, you pack know, a sort of really good Christmas or something. No, I said this to you. He really before. isn't. He, as he's bad a, as you I'll take that. Out. He's a classic, like fifteen, twenty mil to West Ham, isn't he? Yeah. They spend more money than we do these days. <laughs> you could see it happening. On the Saliba front, is there an argument, which goes back to a chat we were having a couple of weeks ago, Dave, from that excellent article you wrote, basically saying, listen, we're not winning the league for a couple of years, so let's try things out. If we're signing a centre-half, it makes sense to sign one with potential, doesn't no, it? No, I totally, yeah. No, that's, I totally agree with that, but I also think we all agree that financially, <clears throat> if we are constrained budget-wise, which we all know we are, Buying for some of thirty million, then loaning him just doesn't make any financial no, sense for other things we need to be doing. The only thing that you could—I'm only playing devil's advocate because I agree with you—but the only thing you could argue is that if there is someone like Man City sniffing around, Man City might say, "Well, I tell you what, Saint Etienne, you can have him for a year, you can have him for two years. You know, that's the sort of thing yeah, City Tottenham's can do because the they can drop that sort of to money, and then they could give them what they want. Whereas if we're saying that we need him now, Saint Etienne, Saint Etienne, you know, it's a less of an attractive proposition unless Arsenal are going to them well, saying here's an extra three or four million. Quid. That's, that's Jack Clark or Tongi Ndombele? Ndombele. So that could, there's a bit of a hiccup on that at the moment, isn't there? Well, yes and no. So it was looking like Ndombele was a done deal. Then the Lyon president came out and started as give, does. giving it well, large. But as Dave knows, this is what he does. He's done this with all the players he's player. signed and all the players he's sold. Well, he did it with Lacazette. Yeah, mm. and the thing, he did it with Lloris, he's done it with everyone. And the thing that makes it more likely that Ndombele is going is Leon have already signed their backup. Yeah, they've they've signed the a Brazilian centre mid, so you'd have thought he's going. L'Equipe today are reporting that United could poach him because <laughs> oh, Spurs... Well, they're saying, listen, Spurs haven't confirmed personal terms. It's looking like Spurs will get him. Interestingly, on the loan back front, the other player Spurs are getting is Jack Clark, who's a young winger from Leeds sounding like they are going to loan him back and we're not talking 30 mil we're talking somewhere between 15. eight and a half oh. and 13 okay. 10 possibly add-ons so they're not scared to do the loan back but I think the point you're making Dave we which is spot on is but also 30 mil don't mm. spend 30 mil on you don't buy a house Manolis, and you're like, I'm moving in two Manolis years has gone to Napoli today well it looks like he's agreed Napoli that's something we've always been mm. after the only thing about thinking about it logically though given that we all know transfer fees aren't all paid up front if we agree to spend thirty million on Saliba and loan him back, maybe the thirty million spread over two years, so it's fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, that you would have make, thought that, that would make sense. Well, maybe they even maybe. say well, we won't. We're not paying you. We'll pay you a nominal fee now, yeah. and then but the guarantee to pay year. the rest next year. Is that yeah. player? Yeah, we've got to pay the rest. Yeah. That's possibly. And the other thing about Ndombele is. Do we need someone to be at Heathrow to make sure he gets off at the wrong tube station? Because last time Tottenham tried to sign a good centre midfield player, I think it was Manu Petit, wasn't yeah, it? We we he, went to, he went to the wrong tube, didn't he? Well, there, there are always, there's always Williams hope. with Spurs. Yeah, yeah they, can, they can have him in the medical room and he can still go somewhere else. As long as he's in London, Roman is just a phone call away. Arsenal, of course, rather more successful at finalising their signings. One of the well, greatest. Historically. Historically, we'll see. We'll see for this summer. But one of the greatest has been selected as our 
legend of the week. That's coming right up. This is Love Sport. Arsenal fan show here on Love Sport Radio, and it's time for your legend of the week. Sport. Gents, who have you gone for this week? Freddie. Which Freddie? Jungberg. Jungberg, the only Freddie. Dave Seeger is looking at me as if to say, which Freddie? Kruger. Kruger. (laughs) Flintoff. It's all timely with the season up and coming. First of July, new season. He's now part of the first team coaching staff as well. Come full circle. Yeah. 72 goals. I had a look look at some of the goals as well earlier. Great goals. Do you know what I found really interesting? And you sort of refresh your memory doing it. He scored a lot of goals, practically all of his goals inside the box. Yeah, all of them. Um, And they're all sort of, a lot of them are, there's the Dennis Burkamp flick where he turns about four times in the the Champions League and he just plays him in. So many of them are just sort of balls in behind. Running, take the chance. Yeah, yeah. Little way outside the boot flick. Apart apart from, of course, the second one against Chelsea in 2002 when he ran from his own half. What a goal. Curled it past... Cudicini from about the 30 FA yards. Cup. Yeah, the FA, the FA Cup final. Yeah, that's a brilliant goal. That was probably... So I, in terms of his favourite goals, I picked two, that one. And then actually, the first one that he scored, which was against United. United. Yeah, where he just he ran through United. and then just flicked it Everyone over. Like, who is this young kid? Well, the thing is, we didn't kid. know where he was. No, I mean, he, was. I think he'd be playing central midfield in Sweden, you know, as a youngster. Wenger bought him. No one knew. He was, what, 3.5 million. Stuck him out in the middle, first of all, and then stuck him out wide. He's like, oh, God, here Wenger putting another central midfield player out wide as he was like... But, I mean, that was unbelievable you know, success. You know, uh, people talk about them goals, about how, being, how good they were and so on. One of the most important goals he scored, I remember we was going to Bolton on a Monday night just before we won the league and we had to win up there and we were very historically getting beat up there. With, mm. And he scored two goals, Lundberg. He scored seven in six. Yeah. And that was in that the, was that that was season, in the middle yeah. of the run. Now, what was happened it. was, the reason why I will never forget, the, the most... For most people, everyone talks about 2004. For me, our best season, certainly the best season I ever watched was 2001, 2002. Yeah. It's a better side than 2004 um, because there's no way you can take, you know, Adams and Seaman out the side and replace them with Colo Torre and, and Jens Lehmann and make it a better team. No. You know, we were a better team in 2002. But on that run-in, we lost our best player of player of the year, Pires. Pires. We lost We lost Perez in March and Lundberg, who'd been playing on the right all season, Stepped playing well, up. switched to the left. They brought Will Tord back. Bergkamp upside, well, and but you know, um, Wiltord on the right wing, and Freddie played out of position, and then started scoring yeah. every single week. All the he same scored sort of seven and six, in, they? drifting in, cutting in from the wing, getting the through balls from Dennis, <clears> and he just scored and scored. As you say, on that run in, he was just unbelievable. And Carnu, and, Carnu then, and then capped it all off, season. and capped it all up with scoring the the, the, the second goal in the FA Cup final. There, there was a few in, in the, the you'd watch the highlights reel of that season, and it is Carnu and Lundberg linking up yeah. a lot, yeah. a lot. I'd say another thing that people forget about Freddie Lundberg that season, because Robert Perez won Players Player of the Year and Football Writers Player of the Year. And you remember when they got the trophy at the end of the season, all the players are yeah. doing that homage to Perez. There was a Barclays League Premier League Player of the Year, which I didn't realise. Freddie Lundberg won that. Yeah. So we won. All, I didn't realise there was a League Player of the Year voted for yeah. by Barclays, and Freddie Lundberg won it that year. So we had all three awards. I think even that goal, we Will Todd scores. I know Will Todd scores the winner against mm. United at Old Trafford that day, but Lundberg does the round and he has the shot, forced a save. Yeah. And I remember obviously Will Todd runs that way, and I'm, I'm, I was there that night. Lundberg ran straight over to the Arsenal fans, and he's just over there celebrating yeah. the Arsenal fans. The it's other thing with the red, the red hair thing was such so iconic as well. Great like, to go and do that for the fans, like I am one of you, I'm going to 
paint my hair red and we just took him to our hearts we got I mean not many we had loads of players with songs in those days you know mm-hmm. Vieira Bergkamp Henri and Lundberg these days it's gone isn't it yeah. Freddie was that I mean when the whole end was going up and down Freddy singing his song Freddy. oh amazing amazing do you know what that is if you're going to talk about regrets with Freddie Yungberg he didn't keep the red hair long enough in my opinion he was losing it he went bald within a season didn't he do you think that's what Ryan Babble was doing this season, just trying to emulate <laughs> Freddie Youngberg? He picked the wrong team, didn't he? Fulham were playing white. <laughs> the only regret I have with Freddie, and it's a minor regret, is he had obviously he fell a little bit out of love with Wenger at the end because he was out this side, and when he left to West Ham, it was he said a few things afterwards when he left, which was a shame. Because yeah. I just otherwise it was very. Record. I think that was his, he had a bit of attitude about Lundberg, didn't he? It was a bit of a that's why we loved nasty him. Kid, oh yeah, he, so he, he liked his booty. that. I mean, so yeah. he wasn't he didn't shy out of nothing, and he was he was always got stuck in so I think that's just his character really that's that's what made him as good as he was but now he's back he's uh, he's been involved in under 23s done a great job the youngsters seem to love him the club seem to like him so hopefully he uh, and he doesn't strike me as someone who's just going to be quiet like Steve Boldwood no I, I think, think, I, think I think the indication there is when he was in the setup before and when Yonkers left he could have stayed couldn't yeah. he I mean, no one was asking Lumbo to leave. But he thought, well, actually, I can go and be assistant manager in the Bundesliga under Yonkers. Yeah. I'm going to go. That's that's because that tells to me he's singly ambitious, but he wants to do it the right way. He wants to serve his apprenticeship. But I, so I agree with you. I don't think he's going to sit there and say nothing. How important would somebody like him be in this current Arsenal setup? If you think about the amount of times that I've I've seen um, the amount of goals that he scored, where it was just balls in, or there was little one twos, and then balls in across the box, and he's tapping in. It's mm. tapping in. How many midfielders do we actually get in our current team that are in that box that are there for that tapping? Well, well the, the last player Ramsey, who sort of so. worked a little bit like that actually was probably Nasri. You know, come mm. cutting in for those little. You know, we haven't. Ramsey had that season where in 2015 where he played him on the right hand side of midfield towards the end of the season. And he was cutting in quite a lot. That's what we so good. We had we had Beard Coles from both sides, and we had Pires, Andenberg, mm. or Will Todd. Will Todd. Will Todd was a good player for us. Mm. He goes very un. I noticed Bill Todd how good he was for us. I think, and he mm. was he was really good. But now we, we I know that I mean I was like going ask was eighteen at that sort of age. Was first time having a bet and stuff. Remember every game I used to have a tenner on Lundberg, tenner on Perez, and he always you'd always get your money back. Always got your money back after a couple of weeks. Always because mm. always like eight to ones, nine to ones. You always get your money back. Always. So it was a. Uh, Always worked out well. He always good for a goal, Freddie. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned that you were disappointed with. Jungberg's behaviour to an extent after he well, left. Well, if you believe the press, he just said a few things about he obviously didn't think he should, he thought he should still be in the team. Well, what I was going to ask you is, do you agree with him? Do you think the club let him go too soon? It was a funny period, wasn't it? Because pick up a few injuries. Well, Pere- Perez was in and out the side. Lundberg was in and out the side. Reyes was playing, and we all like Reyes, but he didn't really want to be there. So I suppose at the time, I would have rather have seen Perez and Lundberg playing, and maybe Kleb and Reyes not. I thought they need to earn themselves, but it's hard to say. I mean, it's rose-tinted glasses. You know, nobody wants to see a legend leave the club, and at that time. We had loads of them leaving in two or three years. That was and quite he wasn't very good at West Ham, was he? No, it was, and then he went to Celtic. He didn't really play anywhere yeah. of any note again. Because so, he yeah, picked up brought, a lot of injuries. Yeah, I seem to recall, I don't know if my brain is being a bit fuzzy, but that season, even though he, he dropped in and out of the team, but I think it was some of it was due to injuries as well. Because he, he had a lot of injuries at West Ham. He never played mm. that much. And he certainly had a lot of injuries at, um, at Celtic. And then he went off to the MLS as well, didn't he? And you yeah. know, never really, yeah, never really kicked it off. In terms of those allegations of his behaviour after he left, do you think if Fenger was still at the club, Freddie would have come back in a coaching capacity? Well, he did. He and, was and be, to, but yeah. been brought into the first team. Oh, 
Nah. Well, I mean, Steve Bold, I think, you know, you probably know the same as me, Joe. I think Steve Bold asked for this. It's not a demotion. He wanted to go back to coaching. So the opportunity was there, and Freddie was the logical. It's very hard to say, isn't it? But, you know, because everyone, oh, yeah, Freddie's worked with all these players. A lot of the players who we think actually should be in the squad, he probably hasn't really worked with. Because yeah. Miss Smithrow had gone, you know, Nelson was gone. You know, the lot, so some of them he has, but not, not the ones who actually think probably might have a chance of getting in the side. I mean, he hasn't actually worked with them, but he has got a pedigree of working with young players. Are there former club legends, Jungberg or otherwise, who you would be convinced by being Arsenal manager in the future? It's so hard to tell it. I mean, Vieira's doing very well over in Nice, and I know Newcastle are interested, but Nice have just been taken over by someone very wealthy. I think he'll stay there. So that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Vieira go to a team like Newcastle. I'd like a Premier League, established Premier League club. Can see how he does. Have a good go. Um, after we've played him on the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the day after. He's not going to go this summer. No, nah, I don't think he will. But I'd like to. When I see little rumours about him going to Chelsea, I was like, oh, please no, don't. Please, no. please don't. Like, yeah. Go to Newcastle or something like that. Well, I think everyone would like to see Berg came back involved in the setup. But not as manager, I think, because obviously with the flying thing, but certainly involved. Even Overmars involved. Yeah. In, I'm quite glad we get someone like Edu back. As yeah. I think it's, well, that, that's taken a long time to well, settle. Because Brazil were oh, in, the, yeah. uh, in the, he's still contracted by Brazil and Brazil and Brazil, America, isn't it? and they've they're actually waived the six million buyout clause we're supposed to have as well. Hmm. Brazil Federation got no, you know what, take the end of, end of this tournament and just go. But suppose he's already involved in transfers, I suppose. Vieira as manager Edu as technical director and Freddie as uh, number two getting the band back together (laughs) (laughs) let's get Soul back in as well (laughs) crazy Soul he did a good job by the way yeah he did a really good job I was really pleased for him were you? Oh yeah, I didn't want it. I wanted him to succeed. Yeah, I like. I think it's good for football. However maverick and weird he may be sometimes, and also it's he's got an he's obviously got an issue about black managers being appointed and I think the whole league you know there's obviously they wouldn't be trying to address it if there wasn't a problem so it's good for football to see Sol Campbell do well I think as a manager yeah and to be fair whether people like his belligerence or what some see as his arrogance actually if you give it massive for quite literally years saying listen I'm good enough and the reason why I'm not getting opportunities is because of my race if he'd got that job and had been rubbish, it could have actually done quite bad things yeah, for yeah. sorting out the issues that That's football does have. That's why I wanted him to do well. Yeah. Yeah. And I love his videos on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. well, did you see? There was an the absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> but not even just Instagram, there was an absolutely hilarious interview done by him for, I think, quite a well-known sporting broadcaster where they went and did a kind of both a character profile of Sol Campbell and a look into Macclesfield more broadly and it is like an excerpt from The Office because you've got like they clearly the first thing they teach you when you're learning to do video journalism is shoot way more general footage of rubbish than you think you need because you'll come back and edit it and you'll find that you don't have a five second shot of a building which would have got you out of trouble they clearly didn't do that so what they ended up with is like a 15 second bit of Sol Campbell going well the reason why I'm so confident we're going to stay up is because our team are lethal in front of goal and no word of a lie it is dubbed over the strikers just missing the target it's shooting <laughs> drills and it's going left and then it's going high and then it's going right and you just think whoever edited that hasn't got fire a prayer. <laughs> but coming back to Freddie Jungberg where does he rank in that all time list of Arsenal greats um, for, me, for me it's just beyond I mean because because my generation, obviously, Roadcastle's always going to be the right side of midfield, so he would be behind Rocky. He's a squad player. 
Well, he, in, he, in he the all-time best eleven, he'd be 11. a super sub in my all-time eleven. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. There's quite a few that not. If you're just saying the best ever player for Arsenal, working your way down, no, you'll love probably in, for them. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, love we all them. we all love him. He's a, he's a, he's no, a I, he's I do a love him, but he, he's he's up there for me. But he's not the top top. He's not a Bergkamp or an Henri or a no. Vieira. Vieira. But he's I in the top he's... 20? Pires oh, yeah. Pires is higher for me than the Berg. Yes. Yeah, we chose, him as, we chose him as our legend in the third week, not because he's the third best, because no. it's topical. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm just fascinated. Him. But we do love him. We love his red hair. <laughs> and by yeah. the and way... And his no hair. <laughs> and his no hair. Quite, I've been told off by the producer, quite rightly, because I rather sarkily asked you guys which Freddie. He's informed me that his Twitter is just at Freddie. So, frankly, I didn't need to ask you for clarification and should wind my neck in. But coming up, <laughs> could there be a new attacking start for Arsenal? The rumours are coming out about Wilfred Zaha. Could it happen? Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. Arsenal like an exciting attacking player and could they be about to sign a new one? Wilfred Zaha, we're hearing today that Arsenal are going to make a £40 million bid. Gents, would you have him? Would that be enough to get him? So, I thought our budget was £40 million. And if we've gone, if we've gone in with £40 million and Palace say no... Pounds. Hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish. Right. What are we going to do next? £40 million and one pound. it worked before. I've come up with a list. <laughs> I went on Gumtree and tried to find free cycling things. So free cycling is obviously when people just give stuff away for free. Just, just for there's a quick a, note. A few Premier can, League players on that list. I was about to say, you're unlikely to find a world-class centre Here are the things we could offer Palace in addition to the £40 million on Gumtree right now. All right. Goldfishes from Leamington Spa. Cole Jenkinson. A clock, a wall clock. Wood chip. You know, stick a load of wood chip on the pitch. Let someone have that. Dynamic or move. A set of drawers with a, a, a set of drawers with a glass top wardrobe. Now, I don't know about you, but that wardrobe in comparison to Mustafi is looking quite attractive. Didn't so Arsenal maybe... give Palace a set of two drawers last season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very well. No. They owe us after Sonogo and Shemek anyway. They owe us a favour. <laughs> they do. They're not going to let him go on the cheap, surely. No, not at all, but Unfortunately, in this day and age, or well, fortunately, probably in Arsenal's player power, it's player power, isn't it? And um, and also, I'm, I'm I'm led to understand that he stayed twice when yep. he wanted to go. He signed an extension, which obviously elevated his value when he wanted to go. Steve Parish and Crystal Palace, I don't think are going to stand in his way if the money is right for them. And I don't think, despite the manoeuvring in the press and the stupid figures, I don't think that is sixty or eighty million. I, I really, I genuinely don't. Not having got fifty million for Bissaka, we could drop a good old Cole Jenkinson on them. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they want any part exchange. I think they just want a good cash price, and that's. Yeah, and will, th- will we go to it? I don't know. I think, I think, as we, I think it's quite clear as people do know that Zaha and Parish are quite close. They only had stayed various times, and even when he left United, a lot of clubs wanted him. He went, no, "I want to go back to Palace" because they was in a bit of trouble at the time. He kept him up, and he's even his brothers. He brought them back up. Yep, his brothers even said he's got a great rapport with the Palace fans. He loves the club. He, everything he's done for his lights, I think now. And it's all sort of a bit of it's, it, the, the things that I think. I'm not saying that we're going to get him on a cheap. I'm not, but I think there's a. He puts the pressure. I think it's hard rather doing it doing it amicably 
rather than doing the strike route. But I think Palace have got to be careful because we're not really going to budge much more. We're not. We're not going to pay the ship. We're not. Let's get. We're not going to mm. give eighty million. We, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and he thought he wanted to try and force a move. Do you want? He's your star player. Do you really want someone that unhappy? He's your best player. You've just sold William Bissaka, and you think to yourself, William Bissaka's a lot younger than Zaha. He's up and coming. Zaha's done his good years. I mean, I, he does probably need a new challenge. I think. I think Palace. I reckon for around forty-five, fifty more. I think we end up getting him. I agree with you. But, again, just playing devil's advocate, we had this situation with Suarez, didn't we? I remember talking to a few mates after the £40 million and a pound fiasco, and then Suarez went on to... He, he, did a pub, he, he went on to the Telegraph or the Guardian and said, you know, I, I really like Wenger, I like Arsenal, uh, Liverpool should let me go. We were a more attractive op- uh, proposition then, um, I think, as a club, London, blah, 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 blah. And Suarez came up publicly and said, you should let me go. And Liverpool just said, nah. No chance. Um, so Suarez tried to push it. Liverpool stood firm. Um, I know there it's a different situation, yeah. but I can. I, that Suarez situation, I remember saying to mates, "Well, that's it. You know, you don't keep an unhappy player. We'll see him in a few weeks. Lovely jubbly." So I'm not as confident that the deal will get done if Arsenal go back and say, "Here's a few million extra quid." Well, I speak to Palace fans, of course, every week. Uh, Eight till nine every Tuesday night with back of the nest. They are convinced nice plug. that very nice. They are convinced that firstly, Wilf doesn't want to go anywhere, <laughs> and secondly, I know, and secondly, that the club won't sell him for less than eighty million. Now, I think Charlie's right in that that isn't the case, but there is an argument from Palace's point of view, not just in terms of transfer fee, but in terms of value to that club in practice, right? Because if Palace get 50 mil for Will for 80 mil, is it relevant, the fee? Because it is obviously in terms of the financial situation of the club, but in terms of a replacement... Aren't they already buying someone for 30 million from Spain or France? Well, there's a few links, but the problem is, however much money you give them, they are not going to be able to get a player of Zaha's quality. They're just not. Like They're you, not. They don't exist for that kind of money no. to go to a club like Palace, with all respect to Palace. So is there any world in which Palace recognise that and go, you know what, I don't care if he's unhappy. I don't care if he to goes honest, on strike. you say that, they may not get someone as good as Saha in his position, but they desperately need someone who's going to get on the end of what Saha does for them. Yeah. They haven't had a centre-forward. Yeah. For, for Benteke hasn't been a good centre-forward for two seasons now. The, the young lad is always injured, Connor Wickham. You know, they need a centre-forward. They've got Townsend, they've got creative... They can buy creative players to be where they are in the league. They can't. With 80 million, they can go out and buy a very good striker. And they haven't had one for a long time. That's true. But if Palace sell Wilf and buy Michi Batshuayi, they're not a better team. They're no, a less good I know, team. because they won't only be able to buy Mitzi yeah, Wes. But, I, but I think however much... Say we give them £60 million and they spend that all on replacing him, I think whoever they buy, they will be a less good team. So might they try and just desperately cling on? Well, they might, yeah. But then what, but also, but if, you've got, if, you've got half, if you've got a half-hearted Zaha... Hmm. They're not going to be good either. As we saw with Alexis in that last Do you know what I mean? yeah. we, all thought, we, all thought he, we all thought he'd be. Let's we get, only knows one way to play Alexis. He yeah. was awful. Let's get Sam Razaha as well. He has been a their key man for a long time now. He has. Yeah. And he's been putting it in for him. And he, he's come out publicly and said, no, right, I'll stay for you. And he hasn't really, really forced to move. He's, he's made rumours. He's never really... It seems like this is the summer where he's going to say, you know what, 
this is my dream move. Please let it happen. Yeah. Whether it means he's not going to end a transfer request yet, but I think that could come. Mm. Let's talk about him striking as well at the moment, which I can't see no, happening because I... I don't think the time's going to happen. He's still in Africa now. Mm. He'll have a two week holiday. He's not been back till probably the end of July, mm. really. Mm. So there'll be no striking. He's not going to be training for that long. So I think he's one that will go on. But Palace have to be careful because if they lose him in the first week of August, they've got six days or seven days to find someone, mm. a replacement. So Palace have got to pretty make a decision this week what they're going to do. Whether they're going to speak to him, switch the yeah. They need to find out what's happening ASAP because we need to move on elsewhere. If he's not around, we've got to go on elsewhere. We've got to put pressure on them now and say, well, let us know. If not, we're going to go and... Pepe or something like that. I don't know. Well, like Fraser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened this year. I reckon we get on a free next year. There are some Arsenal fans worried that this serious interest in Zaha suggests that they might possibly be selling Aubameyang. There have been whispers of Manchester United. Is that all nonsense? And China. No, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's nonsense. And I don't think anyone at Arsenal wants to do it. But if he wants to rebuild and have a structure that's different to playing two strikers, I don't see it as inconceivable. If they, if he absolutely wants Zaha, and he can't get rid of all these other players he wants to sell, I think the the forty million pound bid is a starting gambit to buy us a bit more time to try and sell some of the players that that yeah. he's trying to sell. Because if he can, if he, we'd done the maths on the show before. I heard you say that when you were previewing the show. This I did say James. we didn't do it well. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but if you could sell Chambers, Mustafi, Jenkinson, El Nenny, there's probably forty five million pound. Yeah. Then there's a job. Jobs are good. We got to find the buyers first. I, I do agree with that. With the with, the, with that, but I, I also think that for me personally as well, if we let Bamian go for Zaha, I would be absolutely livid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. you That's can't. Not improving he us. is the top goal scorer of the Premier League. You, we cannot. We've had him for eighteen months. You cannot. I don't care his age. He is. We've not got many superstars at Arsenal. Well, can you just explain to me the system? in which you would play Lacassette, Bamiyang and Saha. Just interesting. <laughs> three up front. All the four. But they're oh, not the same sort of three as, oh, no, not oh, no. as Liverpool, but it's are all, they? it's all interchangeable. It's all interchangeable. Yeah, but I don't think it is. I don't think of Bamiyang. From what I've seen of Bamiyang, I don't think we look very good when he played wide. But he, I like him up top. Yes. I like him up top. But Lacassette's and, not going to play wide. But you're not going to have them playing every game. You're not. I mean, you've got to have two got to have proper strikers. But Jesus started eight games for Man City this season. You think one of ours is going to be happy enough for that? I don't think we're not as good as Man City. No, no. Aguero. It's going to lead, lead to arguments, but it's a nice problem for Emery to have if he does sign Zaha as well. Choosing between three of the league's best forwards wouldn't be too much of a predicament. You'll have to join us next week on the Arsenal Fan Show where we might have a new signing or two to tell you about. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. 